Crew Nation, welcome to episode 779. In this episode, I interview Haley Duguay. She's the site director with MSB Neuroscience, someone that I actually met at Save Our Science Conference. Uh, she came up to me, and this is, we actually did a short podcast in person, like seven minutes. I'm going to post that on LinkedIn and probably YouTube later on. It's not long enough to make this podcast. But I interviewed her on Zoom a week after, so just this week. And we talk about DCT, and DCT for her site is not a weird thing. It's just another revenue stream that she has that her site utilizes. And so I thought that was really cool for once. I hear DCT, and I don't think something negative. I actually think something positive, and... I think there's something that a lot of sites can learn from this. So thank you to Haley. A uh, quick shout out to my sponsors, Inato. Inato is a place where you can get studies for free. The link is in the show notes. If you have therapeutic area expertise, go check them out. There's always new studies happening. I'm probably on it a few times a week. Um, check it out absolutely free and they don't. there's no tricks or hidden strings or anything it's just it is what it is they get their money from the sponsors check it out if you're a site with experience and also thank you to creo our other sponsor esource ereg ctms uh econsent i mean it's all kinds of things invoicing it's an amazing tool you pay for what you use and that's it you can get a lot of features or you can just keep it very simple creo amazing Thank you for being a sponsor. And with that being said, enjoy the episode with Haley. Live, live, live Guru Nation. This is why conferences like SOS are important and why like grassroots conferences, not conferences owned by some private equity entity that's in it, just in it for the loot, in it for, for the money. Like we're in it for the people and this is one of the most, I'm not kidding, Haley, when I said that, one of the most interesting people I met, unexpected. <laughs> like, you've only been in the industry since 2020, right? Right. So, you're not, like, exactly a veteran yet, as far as time is concerned, but you might be as far as experience and uh, specific skill set that is going to be i think increasingly important definitely the industry wants to push it as dct and i've i remain a skeptic like i'm not like embracing dct as like the end all be all of research but what haley was able to show me in like 10 minutes in the rain in a loud <laughs> bar outside we had to go is still loud with alcohol like, but it made sense. And uh, no one else has been able to do this from any DCT vendor. I don't care how much they paid to get on stages of other conferences. It doesn't resonate like it did with Haley because Haley's a started as a, as a study coordinator, site director, uh, Haley Duguay. Her LinkedIn is underneath. By the way, if you're listening or watching on YouTube, it's later. It's not live. Go connect with her. Her LinkedIn is underneath. She's site director with MSB Neuroscience, and they're an interesting site. They do brick and mortar. They do traditional trials, but they also have one study uh, where it's actually like almost fully DCT, 
And they're doing actually several protocols, but one sponsor with a bunch of DCT model uh, protocols that are specifically built for like remote visits, DCT. And she told me how it worked. And we obviously can't give away details as far as the sponsor, or even the procedures, but it's not like it's um, simple like phone visits. These are, this is a psych study. There's psychometric rating scales. I'm actually on this one of these studies at my site, Human Clinical Trials. I do the ratings. Uh, we have coordinators, but we we prefer like in-person visits. Uh, and I feel I I enjoy the interaction with the patients like in person. I've done a few on Zoom. I don't feel the same satisfaction. I don't think the patient necessarily feels the same rapport. But I'm no expert. You are, because you guys do this like. This is part of your business model now. So, Haley, thank you, first of all, for meeting me at SOS and then changing my mind on DCT, even if it's like just planted the seeds for. I went from skeptic to, hey, I actually think it can work because other people, real people with no agenda, are actually using it as a tool. So, thank you, Haley. It really means a lot to me that you came up to me at SOS and that you explained this to me. Absolutely. <laughs> And I already told the team, I don't care. I'm putting out on the record right now, February 9th, 2024. If we do a DCT panel, which I think we will, but we will call it like no bullshit DCT or something, um, or no selling DCT, Haley, you got to be on the panel. You have okay. to. Okay. Okay. we got to get you on. Like, I need other people to kind of feel the same thing I felt. So thank you for coming on, Haley. Absolutely. Um, I do want to know, though, like, why are you skeptical? Because I may be able to take some of that away. Sure. Because I'm old school. I've been in this industry since 05. And I've been hearing about DCT since like 2016. So first I heard about virtual trials. That started like 2015. It lasted till about 2019. Virtual trials, well, what is that? Well, all the pharma started pushing it. CROs started pushing it. It's about doing stuff directly at the patient's home. And, hey, they didn't go outright say it, but they said, ultimately, maybe the sites are not as important. And to me, it's like slap in the face as a site owner and someone who knows sites, even like your site. You know, we work hard in the community. We work with the patients. What do you mean you're going to remove us? They even, the branding was really stupid. They even named, like, called it sightless trials. Like, so myself and a bunch of other site owners were like, this is nonsense. And then they switched after COVID to DCT. And DCT started, they started branding it the same way. Sightless trials. You know, you, you don't need all these sites anymore. Um now, what they should have done if they were smart was branded as a tool to empower sites further, like your site is doing. I mean, it's not sightless with your site. Yeah, You're no, just using it as a tool. Our decentralized site is actually bigger than our brick and mortar site. Um, and it takes a lot more work, believe it or not. Patient retention, we're constantly in contact with our patients, even if we don't have a visit that day. I think we talk to them more. Um, 
I, I don't see how it could be sightless because we're constantly doing stuff on site, constantly shipping supplies to participants, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So the maybe branded as sightless is is probably it was not stupid. really accurate. Uh, big Pharma is not very good or CROs for that matter, not very good at right. branding. And the it was kind of tone deaf because it is kind of a slap in the face of the sites, even if it's inadvertent, like all these sites have been working with you for decades. Now you're going to have push a new strategy and call it sightless. And then they realized, Hey, first of all, we can never get rid of the sites. I, I, we don't think they don't think. And, and, and number two, what they should have done from the beginning is it's a tool for sites to use. And it should be like tech agnostic. Like there could be multiple, vendors offering dct solutions the way you guys are making it run and you have the freedom from what i've gathered in our conversation like the sponsor gave you the freedom within the context of dct framework to figure out your own solutions which is awesome yeah that's awesome so that's why i was skeptical and then from then on anytime i heard something about dct it was from the tech vendor that had an agenda to push. And it's just not genuine. So you were the first yeah. one. It was completely unexpected. Where it's like, this is a site. Because we started talking like, hey, you know, I'm a site director. Nothing came up of DCT until like five minutes in. Yeah. And then I was like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> you do DCT like as one of your primary strategies of running your business this is interesting and that's where i started becoming more receptive to it since our conversation yeah so thank you it was thank you for that. it was usually not something that i brought up initially to people because i there are so many people in this industry who are hesitant when it comes to decentralized so it was definitely not a, a first thing that i wanted to tell everybody but you shouldn't People are still like resistant to this idea, but the way you planted that seed in me is, I think, the right way to do it because you're you're coming to them like I'm a site director. We do brick and mortar as well, but did you know we also have like this whole DCT strategy? I think sites, especially the sites that were at SOS, are the more progressive ones that are looking for something new. Let's try something different to maybe we can differentiate ourselves. Um, compared to the competition and you guys like big props to you for doing that and do you want to talk a little bit without giving details of how that actually started because it, it started from a brick and mortar and it continues to be brick and mortar yeah we're a really small uh brick and mortar um our investigator came up to me one day and he had made a couple of cold calls with you know some startups and he was like, hey, do you want to answer all of the phone calls or do you want to help me with research? And I was like, I think I want to help you with research. And we had not had any type of research. Well, he had research experience, but not like at our office, uh, private psychiatry clinic. And um, so we got in with one of his cold calls, startup sponsor and started a couple of brick and mortar studies. And so uh, it was just me. I was the only coordinator. I was managing all of it by myself, but I really valued quality over quantity. 
and it helps that I'm a tad OCD. Um, and they <laughs> saw something in us and they were like, well, I think y'all would be able to manage this at a fuller scale. So they suggested decentralized and RPI took it and ran with it and got his license in almost 40 states. I've lost count. It's somewhere between 35 and 40. Wow. And got his license in all of those states. Um, a lot of uh, CE credits <laughs> for yeah. each one. Um, so we started, we did a trial run because I was the only one the sponsor offered us, uh, um, I think two other coordinators at the time and we built it up. We worked out the kinks uh, and at this point we've run with it. So they found the PI because your site was being run efficiently, mm -hmm. low queries. You were saying low queries are almost no queries. Like, Yeah, low queries um, and very few PDs. Very, very few. Wow. And was that all you? Like, did you have a team at this point or was it just you doing everything? At that point, it was just me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and what, like, like a typical study for the sponsor, let's just take one protocol. How many were you, what are we talking about volume-wise? Like, what did you randomize? So we were really only, like, randomizing between 15 and 30. Okay. So, so you were doing, like, low. a visit a day or, like, not even a visit a day? Like, Yeah, sometimes a visit a day, sometimes two or three visits a day, and then a week where visits were scarce. Okay. And that you had time to catch up and do all the... Yeah. All that other stuff that coordinators have to do. Kelvin says OCD tendencies can lead to positive outcomes. Leverage the best part of this trait. Absolutely. Um, what are some of the negatives maybe of OCD, obsessive compulsive, do you think? I don't have this. I have like ADHD maybe. <laughs> yeah. My problem is that I'll like figure out a perfect workflow and then I'll get bored with it and completely, completely rework the whole thing. Hmm. Okay. And now are you in charge of like, because uh, I met some of the staff, the, you came with a team and mm -hmm. all you guys are super nice. Like you guys are energetic. You, it seems like a fun team. Are you in charge of like training people now, a site director? Yes. Okay. Um, so I think I've really trained even the sponsor staff, not fully, but to an extent. I see. And, and I use your material to do so. Oh, well, thank you. Hopefully I didn't say anything wrong on those things. I apologize in advance. Um, I learned that it's big responsibility after meeting everyone at SOS. Yeah. Um, so, your P so the sponsor found your PI because he was already working on a regular brick and mortar study. And by the way, you guys still, we were talking off camera, you guys still have a plans to do brick and mortar. Like there's not enough yes. demand to do DCT, but what we are glimpsing and what you, this is what makes you special, what you are living, you're living in the future a little bit. Like whatever you're doing, work on that study or on those protocols, you are living in the future, like 10 years ahead of everyone else. Like there's not that many people that are living that life. And then you come back. To regular studies which is 99 percent of them and just regular brick and mortar and a few of them will have 
DCT elements, like here's the e-consent, here's a phone visit. Like I'm not against those. Those are tools. Yeah. So th that's more common, but like to go fully DCT and the way you've built that business model and to have the PI get licensed in all those states, I think that's a glimpse into the future. Yeah. And, you know, before SOS, I did not even realize that. I didn't realize <laughs> how rare it was for a site to not even consider decentralized. Yeah. We're afraid. You're a time traveler, Haley. <laughs> but see, we're also in Mississippi. There's not a lot of clinical research in this area, so we don't have a lot to compare to. Right. So for me, learning that everyone is kind of like, no, not really, never really experienced decentralized. It's really kind of like an eye opener that like maybe I am doing something that's worth yeah. it. Yeah, it is like when we do the panel, I think there's no way around it. We have to do the DCT panel. I got to talk to the team. It's not just me. But um, if we do, I'm doing I'm using all my power to get you on Haley. So if you're not okay. if you don't get I'm on, it's not it. because of me. OK. <laughs> and it would be cool to maybe have your PI too, or maybe someone from the sponsor. I don't know. We'll get We have time. before yeah. the next one. But um, so what like. How do you compare then, like these studies that you're doing fully DCT versus the brick and mortar? Like maybe some of the pros and cons, because you're doing both and um, they're both contributing revenue to the bottom line of your site. How do you compare them and which do you prefer? You know, to me, there's really no difference. Um, you know, it does take some getting used to. Um, having video calls with patients consistently over seeing them in person. I think it's a little harder to be personable over video call. But again, that's something that you kind of get used to because we like to have like a good combination of personable and professional because it builds trust with these patients. So who does the well, interactions like I feel like Zoom. Do you guys use Zoom or what do you use like something else? Google Meet. Google Meet. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, did you have to like get these things compliant with like whatever ECFR that applies yeah. to it? Yeah. Okay. And I also, you know what? Okay. One con to decentralized is technology, especially with older participants. Yeah. I was going to so say then that. We kind of have to learn how to be a complete professional in whatever thing we're using. Uh, so that way we can walk these participants through it more easily instead of just like showing them and doing it for them. Yeah, that's the hard part. Like even as a core, even at a brick and mortar, though, um, to be fair, like walking a patient through an EPRO you know, over the phone, like you have to know what it looks like on a tablet, on a computer, on a phone, on Chrome, yep. on Mac. You got to know, like walk through all that stuff, like troubleshoot. So I think I don't necessarily think that's unique to DCT, but I can see how that could be um, compounded as far as the skill set needed. So do you think that skill set, the coordinator is almost like a help desk too at this point? Yeah. And we're always bringing, or not always, but like, you know, if we have someone who is just really not tech savvy and like cannot figure it out, 
we have the ability to bring in another coordinator and say, hey, like they're not understanding me, but maybe they can understand you or maybe you have more experience with this type of device, like all kind of things. You also need to be, as a fellow site director, the coordinator's role is pretty demanding. Mm-hmm. And it is frustrating when a patient needs to be walked through something. And if that coordinator's already got their hands full, you know, this is where you need like more staff, I think. And this is where like assistants yeah. can come in and work their way into coordinators. How do you, how do you get around that? Well, I mean, we're all available, like we all work the same hours, so we may not be in the same physical location, um, but we're always available. We usually just message each other. Hey, can I send you a link? Can you join this call really quick? Uh, Fresh set of eyes usually does the trick. What, what tool do you guys use to, and if I'm asking too many details, just let me know, but I think people want to know, like, what do you guys use to message each other? Slack or just text Slack. message or Slack? Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Do you have the free version or did you pay for the? We pay the, for it. Pay for it. What? I still use the free. Like, what's the benefit of? Uh, so the free version. I think you really only get the free version for a couple of months, and then it kicks you out. No, you get it forever, but it are it doesn't archive beyond three months. So like the history goes away. Okay. Like yeah, no, chat. we have all history for everything. Okay, okay. And it works well for you guys? Like, um, Yeah. Can you give me an idea of, like, the staff, like, the organization, where are they at, and how many, and things like that? So our brick-and-mortar team, it, we have one coordinator and one intern, and then I do some some coordination here and there, too, as needed. Okay. Um, we have a, a couple of contracted raiders. And then the sponsor has provided us with um, a handful of additional coordinators that are all over the United States. They all work remotely. Ah, so the sponsor. Okay. Shout out to the sponsor. I mean, I know who they are, but shout out to them. I <laughs> wish I could give you a real shout out because they are a very progressive company. I like working with them and they give us, they gave RPI his first chance. Uh, he was research naive, but he was, psychiatrist for like 30 years and yeah has a bunch of patients and i think they trusted that the staff knew what they were doing and hughes has good oversight so shout out to them because it takes a unique company to give a research naive pi their first study and they're i really enjoy working with the sponsor uh maybe we can get them at next sos and then we don't have to be secret about it yeah no but they've taught me a lot they've taught me a lot of what i know and most sponsors wouldn't do that. No. And they they truly see you. And I, I, I'm speaking for you because I work with them too. They see the sites as partners. Like I feel like when I talk to them, it really is like a partnership rather than, hey, do this, do that. You didn't get this done. I mean, there's plenty of that too. But they're, yeah. you feel like a, like a vested interest in the outcome, which I think is kind of cool. So brick and mortar, because you guys still do like majority of that, but that's just in Jackson, Mississippi. Yes. Okay. And your PI is that you're bringing on new PIs or? Yes. So we've been psychiatry for since 2020, 
And just within the last couple of months, we've brought on a general surgeon, a neurologist, and a family practitioner who's board certified in weight loss. You can start doing these GLP-1s. We've got a network. I can hook you up. Uh, well, I don't know if I can hook you up, but I can introduce you to some sponsors. I think I was telling you this at, at the conference, too. Um, us sites need to share with each other, uh, help yeah. each other grow. There are, I'm really excited about that. That's keeping us busy right now, our site, and keeping us very busy, the weight loss. Um, so there's a lot of exciting stuff there. Uh, who's in charge of like getting the new PIs? Is that you or is that um, like a business? So our, our PI is the owner. Um, so he really kind of makes suggestions to us based on his network. Okay. He's, you know, had a private practice in this area for over 30 years. So he's he's well established here, but he'll kind of, you know, give us some leads, make suggestions. And then um, we'll usually go out coordinators, me and another coordinator will go out wow. to the physician directly and just kind of have a conversation and see where it goes. And then relationship established. We see if they're interested. Same. Uh I have to do, I was supposed to do that today, but I'm working from home. So Monday, our internal medicine PI, who we made a business partner, uh, referred us to a pulmonologist recently. So he's been referring us to every specialist. We got the dermatologist because of him, the psychiatrist I talked to you about because of him, yeah, a cardiologist and now a pulmonologist. So I think we're good, uh, good foundation. Um, and I want to get the first set of trials here in Yuma because it's underserved. Speaking of underserved, uh, some of the comments, DCT, uh, one of the comments, oh, in my opinion, these DCTs are needed in rural areas to improve access and reduce the burden of travel. What do you think about this? Yes, that's exactly what we are. It's a rural area here. There's not a lot of clinical research here. So, um, you know, but there's Jackson options. Like, Jackson's big, no? Or like big enough? Like, I mean, um, compared like to other states, it's not really that big. Okay. Like Tucson, um, is it like similar size as Tucson or smaller? I'll be honest. I don't know how big Tucson is. Okay. 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 I figure it's like gotta be like a city like that, but the majority of the, like the DCT people are outside, like way out in the outskirts. Yeah. So they are in like deep in the rural. Yeah. Okay. And do you feel like, have you heard positive feedback from the patients? Like, hey, this is amazing. Well, uh, um, I guess it's it's easier for them because, and they can sometimes be more open and honest in their, you know, safe space. If they're at home, they're safe. They can be more open with us. Whereas if you bring them into like a scary doctor's office, mm -hmm. sometimes quality of their responses is not quite What about things like you're in drug screen, you're in pregnancy, if they're like way out in the rural, like they still end up having to drive somewhere, no? Yeah, um, we find a lab for them, a lab that's closest to them. If it's not a chain like LabCorp or Quest or something like that, whatever's closest to them, we'll get all the information from the lab that we need and make it work for the patients. But sometimes that could be like what, an hour or more. It can be, but we also have the ability to like compensate them more if they have to go out of their way yeah. for something like that. Yes, that sponsor 
allows a lot. <laughs> we had a patient come three hours away from Lake Havasu to Yuma, which is like three hours. I think we paid them like 300 bucks just for the trip, just for driving. Yeah. It was a good amount, like 63 cents a mile, I think. I don't, can't do yeah. the math right now. But, um, yeah, they do get compensated. They also have the industry, not this sponsor, but the industry has been talking about traveling nurses for a while. So going straight to the home, getting the blood, getting the urine. Have you guys experimented with that yet? Or you've just been using like the lab, local lab model? No, we've just been using the local labs for now. Mm -hmm. I think that maybe like there are, there were some studies that offered uh, like elements of DCT where, hey, we have a budget if you can find a traveling nurse or if you need a traveling nurse. So like elements of DCT are creeping in. I've never been against that. Yeah. What I've been against, and I think my colleagues as site owners, is site-less trials. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. And like you said, to your point, and you're living in the future on this topic, You, it's not site-less. Like, there's a site, and you have right, yeah. and everything. Yeah, we're definitely still a site. <laughs> this is super interesting to me. Um, E-consent, I know the study, so there's a vendor... Uh, do you like that vendor? Yes. We, you know, we've tried a lot at this point or not a lot, but we've tried a handful at this point. And really I don't have like true complaints. I think each time we try and do it gets better and better. Um, teach back is so important when networking with anyone, not tech savvy. When you hire, that was going to be my next question. When you guys hire, and I know the sponsor's been providing you coordinators, and I'm sure they're vetting them mm -hmm. for tech-savvy for tech savvy skills. We had a coordinator that didn't work out because she was not tech-savvy. We just didn't realize how not tech-savvy she was. Um, have you run into this kind of issues thus far? So... Not yet research-wise. Um, now, in the clinic, yes, we have, um, but not really, like, on the research side, not in our department. Okay. Uh, for the brick-and-mortar, do you – seems like a small team, but are you the one in charge of hiring and interviewing, or yes. is that the PI? That's you. I don't get the final word. I do yeah. all of the, the interviewing and – but but he gets the final word and then i get to hire <laughs> and then you get to train and do all the fun stuff yes it sounds like you might be the hr person too yeah <laughs> <laughs> if there's a complaint they go to haley if they have issue with their payroll they go to haley if they have an issue with the protocol they go to haley everything go to haley. <laughs> yeah that's cool respect because that you've been doing this since 2020 or a little yes 2020 2020 so a decade of doing this i mean you're gonna this you're already a generalist and and you're living in the future like not everyone gets a chance to be this fully engaged in a dct like a true dct study uh what do you what do you have to say to the sites that are skeptical like me of dct or worried like hey their industry's pushing this because they want to get rid of us what is what do you have to say I don't think it's possible to get rid of, of sites. Um, and you know, it's, it's something new. I didn't realize it was scary when we started it. 
Um, so if you just stop thinking it's scary and try it. <laughs> Put yourself, Gary Vaynerchuk says, who's like one of my heroes. Put your, find ways to put yourself out of business. So if you're afraid of something putting you out of business, you need to figure out, according to this theory, and I believe in it, how to do it before other people do it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's part of being in business. Things don't stay the same, guys. Yeah. Uh, Kevin is uh, loves this topic. Um in the documentation of consent, we usually indicate that teachback was used for patient education and describe how he did it, and then the patient was confident using the tech. Interesting. So they're documenting. We don't do this. I mean, we have check boxes, I guess. Was the patient trained on ePro at screening, mm -hmm. or usually at baseline or at screening, you do this? And then if they do have issues at a later visit, we will write a note, like a sentence patient came in to be retrained on ePro, but we don't have like actual documentation. Do you guys have something like this where like document that you've trained the patients? Yeah. On the so we, we kind of document at each visit. Well, we like to keep the, the participants on the call with us while they're doing ePros in case they have questions about instructions or anything like that. So we kind of, we document that, you know, we've, we were on the call with the participant when they were doing ePros. They did not have any questions. They felt confident in their responses, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this like documentation, as we start introducing elements, like you said earlier, you probably have more touch points or just as many on the DCT stuff as you do in the regular. Mm-hmm brick and mortar type of office visits uh, you have more touch points with the patients yeah. which yeah. i think that's the solution to retention and trust maybe you know a lot of the contrarians for dct say well myself included i was one of them patients lose that trust like it's different over a zoom um especially if it's not you it's someone else Versus coming in person, like we can get them a sandwich. If the visit's taking a little longer, we can get them, like we usually buy them snacks. We give them the VIP treatment. Uh, harder to do on Zoom, especially if they're yeah. in a rural area. Like you're not going to send Uber Eats to their house. Right. <laughs> sandwich. No, but we do have the option to like, hey, if you need a break, like we can stop for a minute. We can come back in 30 minutes. We have that opportunity, which we've done before. One of my coordinators, I heard her on a call yesterday, and that's exactly what she did with one of her participants was, hey, I know this this assessment took a really long time. If you want to take a minute, kind of refresh, and then we'll get back to the next thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be nice in, like, not the rural areas because it's not possible, but, like, in the less rural areas, Uber Eats um, for DCT because – yeah. That's one of the benefits of coming to our site. Like, I always ask them. Usually they say no. They just want to get out of there. But, hey, do you want, like, especially when they come fasting, right? I say, hey, we're going to yeah. draw your blood. Do you want something to eat after? We're going to the store. We're going to Subway. They usually say no, but once in a while they do say yes, especially if it's going to be a long visit. And um, to do that on DCT, I guess Uber Eats would be one of the 
on the yeah. way. But if they're way out there, rural, it's hard to do, hard to do that. Yeah, we don't. We do similar for brick and mortar. Like we'll have snacks in the office if they have to fast or anything. But for DCT, usually um, labs are scheduled on a different day than like the rest of the visit, so they can just go get labs and then go right back home. Correct, correct. And what one of the things we do um, just to be cost conscientious for us is and for the patient is we won't schedule the lab until they pass their central rater interview mm -hmm. so we do it in-house but then and then we send them to the central rater to do it so we won't pass until they pass that step then yeah. we'll do the lab so you'll be surprised how many people don't make it past that step so you don't need to yeah. order all those extra labs burden the patients not to mention your wallet as a site um so it, it's exactly uh, there's always ways you can make things more efficient not just for yourself but for the patient and that's where your ocd can kick in i guess exactly <laughs> galvin says tasso has blood kit sample collections i used it for a va study i took part in have you encountered any studies that use remote blood sample collection kits like tasso i have not no no maybe that's something new that's interesting Haley, this is awesome we got to do more i think um in prep for sos which by the way it's going to start soon again for 2025 we'll have like some more live streams maybe with the yeah. entire team so they could ask you stuff i know okay. judy were you able to meet any of the other like sos founders um some yes you meet judy I don't think so. Judy would be the one. You meet uh, Monica? Um, no, I did not meet Monica, but I've watched her on the podcast before. Okay. I think those two, I mean, Fox would be interested also. He loves, he doesn't love, he's like me. He likes DCT when it empowers sites. And then yeah. Brad, Brad would like this, I think. Okay. Brad would like to talk to you about this. I think all of us would. Um. So we got to do one where like we get everyone together, okay. the whole SOS team, and we have you on. If your PI could come on, that'd be great. I mean, he sounds like a boss and he's got like- I'm sure he'd love to. Not enough time, but <laughs> license yeah. in 40 states, ain't no joke. Um, that's crazy, but it's amazing yeah. that it's actually being done and it's not just talked about like in theory. But we're doing it. You're doing it. And that's why, like, it took that, someone like you, to help change my mind. Not all these <laughs> talking heads at conferences that, hey, our product is amazing. And then they use all the buzzwords, patient-centric, all that stuff. They don't care about patient-centricity. But you do. And that, I believe you. Uh, so thank you so much, Haley. Everyone go connect. She is living in the future. Your nickname should be the Time Traveler. I'll give you that nickname. All right. You run with it if you like it. I'll give you that nickname. Um, looking forward to getting on the another live and networking with you. Just me and you one-on-one -on -one, because I think there's some stuff we can collaborate on. Um, yeah. Rick and Mortar or DCT. So thank you so much, Haley, for meeting me at SOS. It was amazing. Yes, Calvin. Thank you. Everybody go connect with her right now. Bye-bye. <laughs>